Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Unnecessary Roughness. You got to score points to win. You can't win without scoring points. Touchdown Raiders! He went right through the line and gives Vegas a touchdown to extend the lead. Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your boy Q. Coming up at 4.30, Jeremiah Golden. Jeremiah 1 and 5 on Instagram. He was the young man that interviewed Devontae Adams at the Raider game on Saturday versus Kansas City. He's been on a lot of different shows. He's been, he was on Fox 5 News, did a fantastic job. Fave and Kay and company, everyone there, Kevin Bollinger, every, everybody did a fantastic job. Raiders did a fantastic job, but uh, Jeremiah is going to join us at 4.30. I'm excited about that. Got a tweet from Midnight Raiders. Said, Q, I'm so proud of Jeremiah. If you check your post, I was telling you about this young man over a year ago. He is one of my wife's students at the school she works at. I'm glad people are finally taking notice. Hope he ends up on Nickelodeon or something. That's from Midnight Raider. I'll say this. One, I don't know how I missed that post. I apologize for that. Two, he ain't going to end up on Nickelodeon. He's going to end up on something way bigger than that, right? I mean, Nickelodeon's good. He's going to end up on something way bigger than that because this dude is sharp. He is sharp. He's only 10 years old, and uh, with the guidance of his mother to keep him you know, on the straight and narrow, he's going to be just fine. He's going to do some big things, man. I'm excited about what this young man has going, and uh, not only just with his sports knowledge and you know, the way he articulates things, but also just the, just the young man he is and the, the, the way he leans on his faith and the, you know, the blessings that he has and how excited and passionate he is about stuff. And, you know, I was watching, I was watching the video of what Fox 5 did, and just seeing the joy in his face, you know, it's, it's so funny. A lot of times, we have Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com coming up in a few minutes. A lot of times, we get caught up in the rat race of what we do every single day and zipping and going and this, that, and the other. And we don't really take time to appreciate what we're doing. Or we don't really get fired up and, and passionate about what we're doing. Like, there's not one dude that works at the radio station that has a show on the radio that should ever not be excited about our job. Right? I mean, because our, our, our job, I know it doesn't pay the most money, but who cares? Someone's giving us a paycheck to give our opinion on sports. Like, I've I spent the last two hours and five minutes just talking about the Raiders and talking with Raider Nation. Like, that, we get a paycheck for that. So when I see a story like Jeremiah's and I see the excitement when he saw Daniel Carlson and Daniel Carlson said, hey, we're going to take you to a game on Saturday. We're going to take you, you know, you're going to hang out on the sideline. You're going to meet some of the players. And to see his joy, it kind of takes you back to, you know what? Why aren't we all, like, super fired up and passionate about what we do? Regardless, and even if you're, you're not doing a job that's fun, just, I mean, living, just enjoy life. Like, we're always, so, so many people are so angry all the time and so mad and so upset and so, you know, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's social media. I don't know if it's, the, I don't know what it is. And, and I'm not going to try to, you know, get philosophical and all that because I don't know the answer. I'm not that smart. But. Man, we should just ought to smile a little bit more. So when you see a story and hear a story from Jeremiah, man, it just it just makes you smile. And you know, me and, and Fave and K were were you know texting back and forth about the about the story and and how they did it and put it all together at Fox Five. And she was like, man, as smart as he is, as good as he is, he he's even a better soul. She's like, you're gonna fall in love with him, I promise. That's the kind of stuff that gets me excited. So to bring him on. You know, his mom texted me earlier, oh, Jeremiah's so excited to come on your show. And I was like, man, I'm excited for Jeremiah to come on the show. <laughs> forget, forget, you know, forget how excited he is to come on my show. I'm excited for him to be on, you know, I'm excited to, to share some of his joy. 
It's going to be fun to hear from him. That's coming up at 4.30. Again, Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com. DeMond has efforted in him. We'll get him in a few minutes uh, in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. But let's go out to uh, the phone lines right now. we got my man L-Dog and Henderson patiently waiting. L-Dog, what's on your mind? Oh, hey, DeMond, Q. How are you guys doing today? We're blessed. Uh, obviously, it wasn't the best season, but uh, – and they did the snub on Max Crosby. I think it's just going to drive that dude into Dexter's laboratory. He's going to come back <laughs> next year. And if we could put a Deron Payne in that defensive tackle position, he'll have 20 sacks or 22 sacks or something like that. But, you know, the, we talked about the culture change, like you were saying, and I, I wanted to point out, too, you probably guys, I think we've talked about it a couple times, is over the last 20, 30 years, the Raiders drafting first and second round players absolutely horrible yeah. and those are types of players that you got to be able to get first round and second round draft picks that they need to contribute they need to start usually but we've done so horrible over the last 20 years that it, it sets you back so far every time that you miss on those guys and so you know everybody wants to fire mcdaniels and this and that but the other caller from temecula was talking about having some a GM and a coach that work together, they're in yeah. sync, they're on the same wavelength. And I think we just got to let this all play out because I think that the way that we have been going for the last, you know, few decades hasn't really worked other than the few good years we got with uh, Rich Gannon and, and Gruden and all of that years ago. But lately it's been terrible and it's, it hurts to watch because I know Raider Nation doesn't like to lose and we've been doing a, way too much of that. And we do need some consistency up front in that front office to start getting the type of players that bring in that dog mentality that we've talked about that changes that culture, guys that want to win. We need, like Crosby said, more dogs. There you go. Good stuff, L-Dog. Appreciate you, man. Call right from Henderson, and you're right. And uh, Paul in Temecula, man, he's going to have to become like a regular segment, man. He, we, uh, we bring him up all the time. But, no, I think that's a, a big deal, man, what he was talking about. The coach and GM working hand-in-hand, hand hand, hand, side-by-side. That's similar to what they got going on in San Francisco right now, right, with John Lynch and, and Kyle Shanahan. I mean, that, that's a big deal. Those two working side-by-side, side side, they've been able to share the same vision. You see where they've gotten. Uh, and I know nobody wants to, you know, hey, compare the Raiders to the 49ers, this, that, and the other. But the blueprint that they laid down, I think, is a good blueprint for the Raiders to move forward. Again, Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com should be joining us in a matter of minutes. Let's get one more quick call in. Gerald in Jersey, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? Q. Hey, how you doing? All right. Um, like that's like that last caller was just saying. Uh, it, you know, the GM and the coach—they're supposed to work together. That was what Gruden and Mayak were supposed to do. That was, you know, something that they were supposed to do. They set this franchise back so far, and I, I just don't understand how everybody could just be okay with the fact that they're letting this. You know, I know they don't want to talk about Derek Carr anymore, but like. Just the fact that they're letting this guy go, and really, what's the plan? Bring in Tom Brady, who's 46 years old? Like, I don't want to win a Super Bowl and then be bad for another 20 years. Right. I'm, you know, I just, I just want good competitive football year in, year out, and we just don't ever have it. Right. That's, that's what they're working on. That's what they're working on, Gerald, and you bring up a good point, right? And, and that's kind of how we started the whole show, was talking about we don't want to see the Raiders. I know I don't want to see the Raiders, and clearly you don't either see them as a team that dips into the playoffs. Even, like you said, win a Super Bowl. You know, the winning Super Bowl does buy you a few years. But, you know, that's, that's not the end-all, be-all. You want to see that team consistently really good, that team that consistently 
making that playoff push. And this is the thing about it, and we, we talked about culture, and then we'll get to Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. Talked about culture. Some of that culture change may be removing some of what's there and bringing in some new. And so if removing Derek Carr, and I know you're not a big fan of it, I get it, but that might be some of the culture change. Maybe the next guy that they bring in, whoever that is, I don't know who it is, whoever that guy is, maybe that'll be some alpha that demands a little bit more. Demands excellence that won't take winning or take losing as okay. Not saying he did, but it's just, I mean, you are what your record says you are, even though I think that the win-loss record for quarterbacks is silly but because it's a, it's a team game. But it, it just it kind of is what it is. So that's why we're assuming, and I know that it's tough to assume things, but because these two guys have come in together, Ziegler and McDaniels, that they do share the same vision, and they are going to work. I mean, look at San Francisco. They took a couple lumps. When John Lynch, when the John Lynch era started with the Kyle Shanahan era. And, and you mentioned John Gruden and Mike Mayock, but remember, Gruden had, was the end-all, be-all. Like, nobody thought Mike Mayock had, had the end-all, be-all when it come to say. Everyone knew that it was John Gruden and then Mike Mayock. This, when Dave Ziegler was asked who's going to make the final call, he said, that's my call. He's the GM. It's my call. I get input from my assistant GM, Champ Kelly. I get input from my head coach, Josh McDaniels, but it's my call. So it's different. The power structure is different. When it was Gruden, it was all Gruden. And remember, Gruden and Mike, Mike, Mike Mayock didn't come in at the same time either. When Gruden rejoined the team, Reggie McKenzie was the GM, and you knew that was only going to last a second. And you knew he was out of there. And then they brought in Mike Mayock. Thank you so much for that call, my man. I do appreciate you. Now, I believe we have, you know, I got the thumbs up from my man, Damon Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. Let's go ahead and dip into Super Wild Card Weekend. It's time to take a look at the lines that can help win you some money with Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. Brought to you by Joe's Stone Crab, located inside the Caesars Forum Shops, here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And Lee Sterling joins us now on the phone lines to talk all things Super Wild Card Weekend and talk about the playoffs, a little betting lines here where you can win a little bit of money. And Lee, it's playoff time, man. How excited are you to see how these NFL playoffs shake out? I think it's great. I mean, I don't think there's any one real favorite this year. Some years, you know, thank God, uh, where one team looks like they're, you know, on a runaway train ready to to win the title. I, I think this is wide open. I think each conference has three teams legitimate teams that can win it all. So six teams out of the 14 have a shot, um, I'm all for it. Just think my team, the Dolphins, <laughs> could have a tough go of it. Yeah, no doubt. And we'll talk about them in a hot minute. But um, love the playoffs. Hate that the regular season is over. Obviously, the Raiders season came to an end last week versus Kansas City at Allegiant. But uh, here it is. It's time for the, the playoffs. Super Wild Card Weekend's going on this weekend. So let's go ahead and jump right into it again. Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. Let's start off with your Miami Dolphins. Buffalo minus 13 and a half versus your Miami Dolphins. Lee, how are you seeing this one shake out? I don't know if I'd take the Dolphins if they were getting 23 and a half here. <laughs> I'm being serious. So right now they're going to start with a third-string quarterback. It's crazy. The last two times the Dolphins make the playoffs, they got a backup quarterback. Last time it was Matt Moore. He even had a concussion, it looked like, during the game. They kept him in. Uh, they didn't want to expose him. Believe it or not, if third-string quarterback Skylar Thompson gets injured, Mike Lennon might have to come in mm. and play. So um, I was just outside the locker room. Someone invited me to go to the game. I watched the team walk out after the game, and it seemed like every other guy was Olympics. Even Skylar Thompson uh, looked like uh, he was going to have trouble playing this week. So walking wounded, 
They have lost their top five tackles. That's right. Their top five right and left tackles combined will not play in this game. They are without one of their guards, will not play in this game. He was injured. They uh, lost their top two pass rushers by week nine. They are without four of the top five defensive backs. Uh, I think Buffalo is vulnerable. Uh, I mean, we might go against them next week. Uh, I think their back end on defense is nothing special. Yeah. think that their offense is, is playing okay, but not up to their capabilities. But their special teams are playing extremely well here. Miami, they're averaging like a, a yard or two on the punt returns. Worst punt return. Their coverage has been horrible all year here. Buffalo, as we saw, returned not one, but <laughs> two kickoffs for touchdowns yeah. last week. I, I think that Hamlin's going to be in attendance for this game. They'll have him up in a box. They'll probably show him early and often. Uh, that crowd is going to be crazy like they were last week here. Blowout. I, I think Buffalo's going to win this game like 45-10. Whoo, yeah, that's a big-time yeah. blowout. And, man, it's a shame that Miami had so much going for him and just injuries, man. Injuries pile up, and who knows what's going to happen with Tua's future. But, uh, man, they showed something this year. It's been a lot of fun. But uh, injuries, man, sometimes you just can't overcome those, and that's what it feels like in this one. Buffalo minus 13-and-a-half versus the Miami Dolphins. Again, we're talking with Lee Sterling right now from ParamountSports.com here on Raider Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary Roughness. Let's go ahead and dip into another game that's going to be played this wild card weekend, super wild card weekend. How about the Chargers? Raider fans know the Chargers very well. Going up against the Jaguars. The Chargers right now, minus two and a half versus Jacksonville. I know there's multiple ways to play this one. Uh, Lee, how are you looking at this one? All right, so I think playing this game is going to be tough if you pick a side. Could come down to the last possession. You know what? Um, you can bet games different ways. You can play games, totals. You can do parlays. You can do teasers. But I think the total is an easier way to attack this game here. So we saw last week the Jacksonville Jaguars took on Tennessee at home, and they won 20-16. to How did they win on a defensive score? They did not have a first down in the fourth quarter. And I think Jacksonville's much improved. Before that, they were scoring like crazy. But pressure's on here. Trevor Lawrence first playoff game for the LA chargers. Hey, it's their first playoff game in five years. I think both teams are going to be a little bit tight here. I think the defenses are very underrated. Joey Bosa's back for the chargers when he's back. Uh, they are a tough team to do much on here. And I think the Jacksonville, everyone talks about, you know, their, their quarterback, Travis Etienne, the running back running and catching out of the backfield. I think their defense doesn't get uh, enough notice here. So, um, I think special teams, coverage units are also really good here. Might come down to kicking here. Uh, Chargers 32 for 34 on field goals. Uh, Jaguars, uh, very good special teams also. So, but I just think these two teams get in the playoffs for the first time in a long, long time here. Uh, the nerves here, I think both coaches and play callers, coordinators might play a conservative. They don't want to, uh, throw the game early here. We're going to go under 47 and a half total points. I could see like a 2017, 23, mm. 20 final. 
There you go. I like it. I like it. Taking a different approach and going with the under right there when you talk about the Chargers and the Jaguars. And I don't know about the Chargers, what's going to happen with them. I feel like there's a lot of pressure that they've got to win this game for Brandon Staley's sake. As long as Sean Payton's yeah. out there, right, there's always going to be that conversation. And Jacksonville, as far as I'm concerned, they're kind of playing it with house money uh, first year under Doug Peterson. So there you go. Uh, I like it. I like the way to approach on that one, Chargers and Jaguars. Again, this is Radio Nation Radio 920. And let's say roughness, Lee Sterling is our guest. Lee, we'll close out with this. Cincinnati. The Bengals going up against the Baltimore Ravens, and, well, they just played them. Well, they're going to run it back and play them again this time. It's a playoff game. Cincinnati right now is at minus 9.5 versus Baltimore with no Lamar Jackson. Thoughts on this one, Lee? All right, so these two teams have played twice this year. And first game, believe it or not, a lot of people don't remember this, Baltimore won that game. That's right, they won 19-17. to and that was a long, long time ago. In fact, Cincinnati's only lost one game since that time to Cleveland. They just had their, you know, their, their one bad game out of their system. Since that time, uh, they have just been a covering machine, not like we've seen in a long, long time in the NFL. Baltimore have been playing with a backup quarterback uh, the last six weeks here, and they've struggled to score. But uh, in the game they played last week, Cincinnati struggled to score 27 points. That's right. A machine of an offense only scored 27 points in the two games. The Bengals offense, which routinely is in the 350 to 400 total yard range, put up just 291 and 257 yards. So Baltimore has a bunch of studs back on defense. Looks like Humphrey will play at cornerback. He can lock down on anyone. Bunch of guys at linebacker that can cover and hit. And uh, just think that defensive line is also underrated here. We saw Joe Burrow yards per attempt drop from 8.9 to 7.4 this year. We saw uh, the Ravens only allow him in their offense to go 4.9 yards per snap and 4.6 yards per snap in the two games here. I think Tyler Huntley will do a decent job running and throwing the football here. Fine is nine and a half points. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Way too much for a team that played each other last week here. Cincinnati might win this game 23-20, 26-20. Who knows? Maybe even Baltimore shocks the world here. But I'm taking the nine and a half points here, Baltimore Ravens. Boom. There it is right there. And, yeah, that's a lot of perks, right? Nine and a half. <laughs> Cincinnati minus nine and a half versus Baltimore. So all they got to do is keep it close. Bengals win the game. Baltimore keeps it close. Great stuff as always, Lee. If anyone wants to reach out to you, get some more information from you, what do they need to do? Just go to the website, ParamountSports.com. Five, top five NFL selections, just $25. It's an instant download, so whenever you purchase it, you're all ready to go. You don't have to call me back each day for the games. Uh, UFC returns, first time in a month. Five selections, $25 in hockey and also basketball heating up. Get both sports through the finals NBA Finals in June, NHL Finals, Stanley Cup in mid-June. Just $1,000, one place, ParamountSports.com. There it is right there. Well, Lee, fantastic stuff, man. As always, we definitely appreciate you. Enjoy Super Wild Card Weekend, man. It's going to be a lot of good games. I'm anticipating, plus a lot of good games going on outside of the world of the NFL. But uh, thanks for your efforts as always, my man. We look forward to talking to you next week. You too, buddy. Take care, Q. There he goes, Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com. On Twitter at Paramount Sports. And now they gave us a little kind of little cheat code. We'll get into our super wild card games. All of them. Seattle, San Francisco, 
L.A. and the Jaguars, Miami and Buffalo, New York and Minnesota, Baltimore and Cincy, and Dallas and Tampa Bay. We'll do that after we talk to Jeremiah. But up first, let's go ahead and talk to our guy, Reggie in Compton. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, my man? <laughs> hey, Q. How you doing, man? I'm blessed, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Funny to hear a guy talk about betting, man. I can't believe people bet on the NFL. I think most people know it's rigged. But anyway, hey, I uh, just want to comment on uh, – Something that nobody's talking about, that, that, that gentleman that got escorted out of the game for the sign, you know? Mm-hmm. I, just heard, I, I just can't believe that uh, Mark, da- I mean, Mark Davis is just ushering people out of the stadium for, and I heard that guy's a PSL ticket owner and all that crap, and I heard he got ushered out just for putting up a sign? I mean, yeah, I don't I- know about that. I got a I got a little bit of an explanation on that. It's not, and I haven't talked about it because it's really not a big deal. Uh, the, apparently, the story that I've received, he's uh, he's been asked about it multiple times to to not you know put these signs up. It's not a Mark Davis thing. Uh, it's a Allegiant Stadium thing. Uh, these stadiums are allowed to have their own rules, and they don't want to have that, and so they don't want to have signs like that up, and that they could take them down at any time. Again, this is the story that I've been told, and uh, also. He wasn't really kicked out like that. He was just asked to leave that area. And any kind of time that you can get in someone's way or any way that you get in someone's way of their uh, view, like my wife was there at the game, and they asked her to sit down because the people behind her complained because she was standing up watching the game, and they told her to sit down. That wasn't a Mark Davis thing. That was, well, the people behind her complained because they didn't want her to stand in front of them. So that's just kind of that. That's what it's been. Apparently, there's other things that go on as well. When people get escorted out, they have to go through, like if they're PSL holders like this young man was, like you're mentioning, apparently they have to go through some kind of, not counseling, but some kind of conversation. They'll have some kind of conversation where they're, you know, they're allowed back in, but they have to go back and have to have a, a little bit of a convo of, of the way to act in the, in the building. Real quick, I just want to add this, and I know you're probably going to laugh at me, but being a wrestling fan and when you go to wrestling shows, signs get snatched up all the time. Do they really? If, but like, if you're just like, if you go to a WWE show and you're like, WWE is the worst, fire everybody, yeah, you, you can't have that sign here. Really? And if you want to be the person that's, well, I'll leave, well, you can leave. But right. to me, this is the privilege of NFL fans where other places where you go to arenas or stadiums, other show be being wrestling and they'll take that sign immediately so i've got no sympathy for the <laughs> right oh you didn't like the sign well, right you could just take it and rip it up in your face and well i i <laughs> and trust trust me when i say this reggie uh and there's no disrespect mark is not a mark davis thing at all <laughs> i promise you it's not a mark davis thing i know people have said that point it has nothing to do with md he's got a lot more things to worry about than who's holding the sign uh in the building he's more worried about why there's so many fans wearing red and not wearing black Right, that's what he's more concerned about than anything, as opposed to any signs. So, uh, yeah, it, that's just again, that's just kind of the conversation I've had uh, in in between passings, and that's why I haven't brought it up because I didn't think it was really that big a deal. So, uh, we're going to keep it pushing, and there's not another game for a, quite a while at Allegiant Stadium, so definitely not to worry about any of that. And hopefully next year the product on the field will be so good that nobody will want to bring a sign saying anything bad. You know what I mean? I mean, hopefully that's what the case is. But thank you so much for your call, my man. I do appreciate you. 424 is the time. As I mentioned, we will get to our Super Wild Card weekend games, all of them, the whole slate. Myself and DeMond will go from this weekend through the Super Bowl, and we'll pick all the games, and we'll see who comes out on top or who does better. I I, I know it's going to be me, but we'll go ahead and try it anyway. We'll see We'll see if DeMond has gotten better from last year. <laughs> uh, DeMond, you started last year. What you started doing, you just started picking the other team just so you can catch up because you were behind. 
you just started going for it. You're just like, whatever. There's a reason I lost track of my record. Yeah, I know. I know there was. 425 at the time. We'll get to those games after we talk to Jeremiah. He's going to join us next. Very excited about this conversation. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Very excited about the next conversation we're going to have here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And this young man has really been blowing up, not only here locally, but really all over the country. Everyone's talking about him. He's the next phenom. He's the next sportscaster of the year. Uh, I've heard people hit me up and say, Q, when you retire, this young man's going to take your place. And you know what? He's going to be better than me. And joining us now on the phone lines is our good friend Jeremiah, uh, along with his mother, Lorraine. And Jeremiah, thanks so much for your time this afternoon, my man. How are you doing today? I know you had school earlier. How are you doing today? Man, I'm feeling great. I'm truly blessed that you guys gave me the opportunity to be here and be on this radio station. Uh, thank you so much. Um, yeah, I'm feeling great. All right. That's awesome. Well, your mom told me that you got out of school a little earlier. How was school for you today? Um, school was great for me. I played some basketball. I was hot. I hit eight threes today. <laughs> and, um, yeah, um, I'm feeling good today. Nice. I like it. Got the three-pointer working for you. Again, Jeremiah's on the phone with us here from on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. So, Jeremiah, you're doing really big things, man. Everyone saw you and saw the interview you did with Devontae Adams at the game. How was your whole experience just getting to go to the game and meet a lot of your favorite players? Man, the experience was overwhelming. It was just great that I was able to get the opportunity. It was like a dream come true. It was like, man, interviewing Devontae Adams, that's one of the greatest superstars in the NFL right now, obviously the best wide receivers. And I, it was just like, I was so grateful because he really sat down and he listened to me and he talked to me and we had a conversation. And it was just really great. It was a great experience. And um, I love it. I was, I'm, I'm so happy. You know, and from my understanding, you didn't know that you were going to be talking to Devontae Adams. Matter of fact, you had no idea who you were going to talk to, but you just, you were ready to go. I mean, what has made you such a big Raider fan? Well, um, when I watched my first Raiders game when I was two years old, that was my first NFL game I've ever watched a Raiders game. I can't remember who they were playing, but ever since I watched that one game, the Raiders always just had a special place in my heart, and no matter who, who in my family tried to um, convert me to their favorite team, it just wouldn't happen. I was a loyal Raiders fan forever. I love it, and that's what I understand. I understand that your mom and dad aren't necessarily Raider fans, but you are. Yeah, um, my my mom is a Cowboys fan and my dad is a Bears fan. Um, but they've always been trying to convert me for a long time now. But I've always loved the Raiders, and I, I was always hoping that they could bring a championship to this team. Man, I used to love. The, I, I still love the Raiders. I will. I will never stop loving the Raiders, and no matter what, nobody tells me I'm a Raiders fan for life. I heard that. Again, Jeremiah is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. And on IG, you're Jeremiah 1 and 5. And that is the Bible verse. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. What does that mean to you? Well, it's my life story along with Jeremiah 29 11. Jeremiah 29 11 is find all the plans I have because Lord plans to prosper and to harm you, plans to be hope in the future. Those two scriptures right there are my life story because I feel like God had a plan for me before I was even born, and I feel like I knew him before I was even into this world. So those two scriptures, to me, that means my life story. That will always remain a special place in my heart for me because that is my life. Where did where did that where did that come from? I mean, is that is that something that you and your mom and your family have sat down and where, where did your faith? Because you're very you lean heavily on your faith. 
Well, I've been taught about my, um, I've been taught, taught up to, about God since I was, like, about one years old. I used to always go to church. Um, I am, um, very spiritual. I love God. I believe in Him. I love God. I love Jesus. And, uh, it's just like, um, I, I learned about, like, Christian. I'm a Christian, and I've learned about that ever since I was, like, so little. That's awesome. It really is. Again, Jeremiah is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920. So you met the you met the president of the Raiders, Sandra Douglas Morgan. What was that like? Um, it was an honor because Sandra Douglas Morgan is one of the first female black African American um president of a sports team and it was an honor for me to talk to her because she's the owner she's the president of the Raiders and it was just great because well, I asked her for a job. <laughs> 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 well, you might be taking my job pretty soon. Matter of fact, you might be taking all of our jobs pretty soon. Are you sure you're only 10 years old? Yeah, I'm 10 years old. My mom has a birth certificate to prove it. I guarantee everyone says that to my man all the time. Ask him his age. That's why he already had that answer, ready to rock and roll. So uh, as far as, you know, your whole experience, I saw your story, and I saw that you got to go down to Fox 5 and, you know, meet Faven K, and that's one of our good friends, and we were able to talk with her as well. Uh, what was that whole experience like going down to Fox 5 and experiencing that? And, I mean, before, they, before we even got there, we were told that we were shooting a commercial, so as soon as the reporter came out, I mean, I'm going to be honest, I thought they were part of the commercial. I'm going to be honest. I didn't know that that was a surprise, so I came over and I hugged them. So I'm sitting there all for the shooting commercial together, and then when I, I realized that Daniel Carlson came, and um, at least, like, uh, a couple feet up from here, then uh, after that, uh, after when we got um, given five $5,000, I, I knew that it wasn't a promotion anymore. It was just a great experience, and um, I was so happy to be there. Uh, it was so great, and um, yeah, I was just, hey. And now all my friends and family know that I was on the news. Yeah, they do. I mean, what has that been like, just with everyone talking about you, you being on the news, you being on the sidelines, you're on the radio now? Uh, what has the conversation been with like with your friends with they, when they know that you're having all these interactions? I mean, man, every every time I come to school, I hear, Jeremiah, you're famous, Jeremiah, you're famous. <laughs> Can I get an autograph? I mean, I don't know how to write cursive. You don't, you don't know how to do right cursive yet, but you know all these stats off the top of your head. How do you how do you learn all these stats? I mean, when you talk to Devontae, you gave him his whole stat line without even hesitating. How do you, Where do you keep all these things at? Well, I always research before I interview. You know, you always want to go into an interview well-prepared, and, man, that's just a passion of mine to interview. So I was obviously prepared and ready to interview Devontae Adams, so I had it sat down in my mind, right in my brain. And, yeah, I, I was just so ready to interview Devontae Adams. Looks off with great stats, and, um, yeah. So what is the interview? What's the one interview that you want to do the most? Like, which one are you excited about? Like, who do you want to interview next? Right now, Josh Jacobs, because um, I'm I'm praying deeply for his family and I'm praying for his dad that he makes a speedy recovery. So I would like to interview Josh Jacobs because I'm praying for his family. I'm hoping that he's um, that his dad is secure and in and in, 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 in God's hands right now. So um, I'm, I'm I want to interview Josh Jacobs the most. 
There you go. That's a great one. And Josh is a great dude, and I know he would love to talk with you. So uh, when he gets back to Las Vegas, uh, that would be great if he gets that opportunity. Again, Jeremiah 1-5 is who we're talking to right now. on, And he's Jeremiah 1-5 on Instagram, by the way. But we're talking to him right now on Raider Nation Radio 920. DeMond's got one for you. Go ahead, DeMond. Jeremiah, I know you're only 10 years old, but right now at 10, what would be the dream job for you? You asked the president of the Razors, Sandra Douglas Morgan, for a job, but what would be your dream job? Well, I mean, I'm going to be honest, it's probably a lot. Um, I definitely want to be uh, a home commentator for the Las Vegas Raiders game. I want to be a commentator for the Raiders home game. Also, I want to be an entrepreneur, and I want to be an investor. Is that all? <laughs> Is that all? <laughs> what else would you like to do? I mean, man, that's a, that's, that's a laundry list of stuff. <laughs> also, I'm uh, working on my first ever book um, published, so I, I guess I want to become an author. Nice, nice. I love it. I love it. And, and Jeremiah, I gotta ask because you don't get to where you're at, and you don't, you know, uh, you know, you don't, you don't have a great head on your shoulders without the guidance of your parents and your mom. And I know your mom is your rock. What does your mom mean to you? So my parents lead by example, so that really helps a lot. My mom um, means a very lot to me because she raised, she raises me, she raises me in the perfect environment. Um, she disciplines, she disciplines me when I need it, and uh, my mom is one of the. Um, one of the best things in the world for me. Um, she means a lot to me. I love you, Mom. That's, that is awesome. I mean, it, it, it really is. And I guarantee you that your mom has a big smile on her face right now. And how could she not? Because you're really representing her and you're representing the family in such a, a great way. So what's next? What do you have lined up next to do? Well, that's why I want a job because I kind of want to give my mom a ride for because that's a dream car. Nice. And what's lined up next? Uh, that's a very good question. I mean, uh, I'm just going to let the opportunity come to me, and I'll just deliver. All right. There you go. And get go get your mom that RAV4. That's for sure, man. Make make it happen, man. Make make mama proud. So let me ask you this. Since you're so, I know you're very invested in the Raiders. You're a big fan of the Raiders. You want them to bring a championship uh, to Las Vegas. Uh, how excited are you? I know the season just got wrapped up, but how excited are you about the possibilities of what next, next season could look like? Well, man, I'm – I was saying in the beginning of the season, we started to plummet down, but I always told myself and I told my friends and family, I said that the Raiders have a bunch of talent, but we haven't fit, fit in yet. So I think that we just need to fit in with each other. We need to learn each other. We need to play with each other more. And eventually this talent is going to become great, and eventually we're going to make it to the playoffs, and, hey, you might win a Super Bowl. There it is. Well, you know, you know next year the Super Bowl is going to be played in Las Vegas. Are you excited about that opportunity? Oh, yeah, I'm definitely excited um, to get some tickets to the Super Bowl. It's, really, it's going to be really great. Um, front, not front row seats, but you know what I mean. I just, <laughs> have, a, I just have a view to the Super Bowl, and it's going to be a great experience. I know. Yes, yes, it really will. Well, Jeremiah, man, keep up the great work. Make sure you keep up your grades in school. I know you're doing a fantastic job, but keep up those grades in school. Make sure you're listening to your parents and keep on shining, man, because you're, you're going some big places. Thank you, thank you very, very much. Um, I, it's great to hear those words of encouragement. Um, um, yeah, thank you so much. Absolutely. If there's any, anything I can do for you, you let me know, okay? Okay. All right, buddy. I appreciate you. There he goes. Jeremiah, young stud right there. Are you sure he's only 10? Are you sure he's only 10? That's all I want to know. Are you sure he's only 10? My man's talking about getting his mom a RAV4. My man's talking about he asked Sandra Douglas Morgan for a job. 
My man is, I mean, he's, you, you talk about a dude who's got his head on, man. You talk about a 10-year-old right there, 10 years old. I'm so impressed. I really am. Shout out to my man, Jeremiah. Shout out to his mother, Lorraine. Again, none of us are where we are without the guidance of our parents. Put the good head on his shoulders. This dude's going some places. And on top of that, Devon, he hit like eight threes at school today. He was on fire. The biggest part of the interview. <laughs> he was on fire. Eight three-pointers for young Jeremiah. 440 is the time. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. I just want to know, what were you doing at 10 years old? Were you talking about your favorite football team? Were you rattling off stats off the top of your head? Were you talking about if you're going to do an interview, you got to be prepared? <laughs> if 10-year-old Jeremiah didn't sound like 46-year-old Q, I don't know, I don't know what does. And believe me, I didn't have it like that at 10 years old. I was still trying to figure out how to keep my shoes tied at 10. My man said, hey, if I'm going to do an interview, I got to be prepared. He ain't lying. I ain't have it like that at 20 years old. There's radio cats that we have in our building that ain't got it like that right now. <laughs> I'm serious. And, and that's not a slight because that's just how it is. Everyone don't understand that. My man said the preparation is where it's at. Patty Bills on Twitter said, Q, you might not want to go to the hoop court with Jeremiah. He might get you, fam. Great interview with the young king, brother. That's real. My man said, I hit eight three-pointers. I was on fire. I just love the way he came off the top with it, too. I, I was school. It was great. I was playing basketball. I hit three, or eight three-pointers. I was on fire. I was like, well, Damon, he's got you beat already. <laughs> and I love that he was keeping track. You know, I wonder if the other kids kept track, too. Right, I mean, right. Jeremiah didn't hit eight threes today. Oh, right. He probably hit one. It was like, that's one. That's two. Oh, that's three. That's on you. Oh, man, are you going to try to guard me? I can hear him out there talking trash. You going to guard me or am I going to Steph Curry you all game? I can hear him now. Money Hunt hit us up on Twitter. Man, listen to little Jeremiah really lift my spirits up. Good interview. I love it. I love it. Great stuff. Also, we got a text. Want to hit the text line real quick. Raider Dill said, I know it's only the beginning of the year, but Jeremiah is the guest of the year. LOL. We're going to have to get him on the show again at some point. Maybe we'll get him in around free agency or get him around the draft. Maybe we'll get him around Super Bowl. Ask his thoughts on the Super Bowl. I don't know. We'll, 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 have, to get, we'll have to make sure we maintain that relationship. We'll call his people. You know, because he's going to have a team. <laughs> no, you're right. You know what? By the time we go to talk to him next, he's going to have a team. You're right. We better talk to him now. At some point, he'll be like, hey, uh, Q wants you to come on the show. Yeah, tell Q I just don't have time. Tell Q I'm, you know, I'm on first take with Stephen A tomorrow morning. Um, I might be able to squeeze Q. I don't, maybe, maybe he's got time for a pre-record. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell him I'll get my people back to him. Let him know. <laughs> and that's cool. The, <laughs> I'm okay with that. Like I said, man, if there's anything that we can help him do, I definitely want to make sure we're a part of that. We got a couple more minutes left in today's show. We wrap up the week. We will be uh, in studio tomorrow, or not tomorrow, on Monday morning. Just a little side note, uh, we're getting new studios. So we're actually moving our studio over the weekend down the hallway. So on Monday morning, you're going to get the morning tailgate from 7 to 9 a.m., but it's going to be Clay, Vinny, Damon, and me. For a multiple amount of reasons, but we're going to be on, and Jared, on Monday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. 
here on Red Nation Radio 920. It's Martin Luther King Day, and we're all working. <laughs> so we'll be doing that from 7 to 9 a.m. Then I'll be at the Oyo from 2 to 5 preparing for the playoff game between Tampa Bay and Dallas. So it's a very busy Monday, but that's what we'll be doing on Monday. So just kind of keep that in your notes, uh, just kind of a little programming-wise. JT is off, uh, and we'll be national the rest of the day. But 7 to 9 a.m. with the morning tailgate, Vinny and Clay, me, Damon, Jared, all in studio. Actually, I'll be in the home studio, but everyone will be in studio pretty much. And then 2 to 5 from the Oyo. Let's go out to the phone lines real quick. Let's talk to our guy, Bernard. Welcome to the show, Bernard. What's on your mind? Hey, how you guys doing? We're blessed. Hey, real, uh, I want to ditto with uh, with the caller or the text you got about that young man, man. That that that, that was amazing, man. That was amazing. I was I was listening, I was waiting for everything he was saying. That was great. <laughs> um, I just I, I just want to chime in real quick. I tried to get a chance to call in a couple of days ago when you asked about like when we got car. What was your feeling? When we drafted Carr in 2004, it was relief, man. It was relief, and I think some people said hope because it was like we finally got a quarterback. And you know, I, I wish I wish him well, man. I, I'm glad he want to continue to play football, and I think most Raider fans, you know, wish him well. And kind of like what you were saying, also, like my kids, they that, he the only quarterback that 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 they know, right? And you know, he get all the, he got all the blame. But if you really think about it, I mean, the Raiders really didn't do him no favors, and in a way. Um, I think he was kind of loyal to a fault, but uh, but that's the person that he is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He could have pouted and moaned and right. get me out of here, and he didn't do that. So I, I, I wish him the best, and I think he got a lot of uh, football um, left in him once you get past the feelings. I mean, this league, the league is littered with, like, number one pick quarterbacks that have been on two, three teams in a few years. So right. he'd be all right. You know, he was here for with the Raiders for a long time. So, you know, once a Raider, always a Raider. And uh, I just want to uh, say something real quick, too. Uh, a caller called in. I was going to call and ask the opposite of what the caller said. He was like, we get players, and when they go someplace else, and uh, they do this and this and that, they'd be good. And you just littered uh, all these names. You was like, what did, what did this dude do? I just was laughing because I was going to call in and say, when we have players, we let them go. We never hear from them again. And the guy was like, yeah, they come, we let them go, and they go and do this. You was like, who are you just named off? Like 30 players. Like, what did, where is this guy at? Where is this guy at? I was like, man, we let we get players. We let them go, and then they don't do nothing. So that tells you again, we just have, they had just have not been really good at, at picking talent. So hopefully that that changes, and they just got to get some more talent, man. And they got a little bit; they just need more. And I think the Raiders will be all right, but we we got to be patient. I know we've been hearing that for a long time, but yeah. we have to be patient. We can't keep changing coaches, ownership, and you know defensive. One more quick, Max Crosby. Same thing. He he said he had three three different uh, defensive coordinators in four years. Right. You know what I mean? So same yep. thing with Carr. We got to get the team. They got to get the team settled, yep. and then you can you know you can build on the future. Until they do that, we're going to keep going up and down, up and down. So I know Raider fans get tired of hearing patience, but we but we have to be. That's the fortune. That's the state that we're in. But they are not that far away. Just hit on this draft, hit on the free agent, and they can be right back in it. All right, Bernard, thank you for the call, man. I appreciate you. And, yeah, that's the thing. And that's why when everyone's like, fire this guy, fire that guy, like you can't keep doing that. You just can't. I know, you know, everyone wants to win right away, but you can't just keep firing. you got to have some continuity. And when it goes to Derek Carr, uh, he was probably loyal to a fault. But I think this is a good thing for him as, as well. You know, we talked about the culture change and that, you know, cycling Carr out is a, probably a good thing for the organization. I think it's also good for him, right? He needs to get out, and he needs to be a part of something else as well because he's shouldered 
a lot of everything that had to do with the Raiders for the last nine years. So this will be good for him, too. And I'm like you, Bernard. I wish him nothing but the best. I have nothing but uh, good things, positive things to say about Derek Carr. Thank you for that call. Uh, As we close out the show, we'll go ahead and go through these games really quickly. Our uh, Our super wild card weekend games. DeMond's been trying to stall so he don't have to pick no games so he don't come out bad, but we're going to go ahead and go through these real quick. He's been trying to hit me with every call, everything possible, just so we run out of time. We ain't going to let that happen, DeMond. You're going to go through these calls. We're gonna I'm very these. confident in my picks, Q. Are you? Okay, I'm very good. Confident. Let's go ahead and get Froggy then. Here we go. Seattle at San Francisco. That's on Saturday. I got San Francisco. Where are you going? San Francisco. We're tied up so far. All right. Me and, I'm put, me and you. All right, L.A. at the Jaguars. Who do you got? You go first. No, I just I went for we switch, we rotate. You're not going to follow the lead. You're not going to ride my coattails. See how you are already trying to cheat. I'm taking Jacksonville. Are you really? Yes, I am. That's funny. I'm taking I'm taking Jacksonville as well. So we both are tied. Uh, I just don't believe in the Chargers, and I think Jacksonville's playing with some house money right now. All right, here we go. Sunday, Miami at Buffalo. I've got Buffalo, no doubt about it. I, I've got to take the Bills here. All right. Well, we haven't changed up at all. This is so fun. Uh, New York, <laughs> the next game, New York at the Vikings. Where are you going? The G-Men. Jeez, what are we doing here? I don't believe in the Vikings at all. You know that. I wish we had a little You know bit what? I'm taking the Vikings. I changed my mind. Are you really? I'm taking the Vikings. All right. I'm going with the G-Men. DeMond went out on the, on the limb. All right. Here we go. Sunday night football. Baltimore at Cincinnati. No Lamar Jackson. Where are you going? The Bengals, come on, I can't, can't be silly now. Right, I got Cincinnati as well. We both got the same. And then we'll close out Monday Night Football, Dallas at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is not even a 500 team, but they were the division champs, so they're hosting a playoff game. Is this going to be Tom Brady's last game in 2022 season, or does he roll on? I've got the Bucks. I've got the Cowboys. Do you really? Yeah, come on, they're under five. They're bar- come on, the Bucks are not a good team. Uh, well, neither are the Cowboys. Have you seen what Dak Prescott's been doing lately? He's going to get it right this game right here. All right, there you go. So our, our games, me and DeMond both have San Francisco. Me and DeMond both have the Jaguars over the Chargers. We both have Buffalo over Miami. But we switch up. I've got the Giants, and you've got the Vikings. We both have Cincinnati over Baltimore. I've got Tampa Bay over Dallas. You've got Dallas over Tampa Bay. There you go. That's how it is. Well, again, Raider Nation, thanks for a fantastic week. It's been great. Uh, thanks to all our great guests that we had on the show today, Amber Theo Harris, Lee Sterling, Jeremiah, uh, and his mother, Lorraine. And uh, we didn't get Cassie Soto. She got busy, but that's okay. We appreciate her as well. Remember, 7 a.m. Monday morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m., Clay Baker, Vinny Bonsignor, myself, Damon, will all be with you for a few hours. And then again at the Oyo from 2 to 5 p.m. for that Monday night football game, Dallas at Tampa Bay. So until then, Raider Nation, have a fantastic weekend. Stay safe. Take care of yourself. Take care of your family. Have a great weekend. Good night.